And we got Heads Up Monday. This is a sneak preview of uh, all of the important events lined up for this week. Joining us here in the studio to help us out is Adam Rowe. Uh, good to see you again, sir. Good to see you. It's been a while. It has. It has. Uh, but uh, we uh, welcome you back here with open arms. We're going to start with some uh, political news and uh, this uh, record extra budget that has been passed. Uh, but in terms of the political arena, what more should we look out for? Yeah, so the National Assembly's opening session uh, on Friday got off to quite a shaky start, as it usually does. And uh, I don't think the uh, extraordinary session for July that kicks off today is expected to be any different. Now, the session will commence at 2pm later today at the request of 183 lawmakers. Now, with the budget passed, other matters such as elevating the status of uh, Korea's CDC to an independent government agency, as well as this uh, controversial issue of banning anti-Pyongyang leaflets... uh, Uh, across to the north will be deliberated on. Now, later this month, on the 20th, confirmation hearings for the nominees of the National Police Agency and the Korea Communications Commission will also take place. Uh, Overall, very contentious issues there, and uh, we'll just have to see how the rival parties uh, will uh, iron those out. And the main opposition, UFP, is also slated to return to Parliament after their boycott for weeks over other contentious issues as well. Right. So without the main opposition, uh, they essentially got the big one out of the way, which mm. was the third supplementary budget yeah. bill. So uh, there was a signal that uh, they are prioritizing the well-being of people who have been suffering from the COVID-19 pandemic. But all of these other uh, pressing issues, certainly a lot mm. of strong opinions on both sides of it. Uh, now with the opposition back, as you say, uh, we can ma- uh, expect that debate to intensify. Speaking of the uh, pandemic, uh, we've been talking about the concerns uh, locally with transmissions and how this may kick into a uh, more stricter set of uh, social distancing measures. Now more increasing concerns as to the uh, uh, entry of the virus uh, from uh, ports all around the country. And so there is now set to be uh, some tougher screening at these various areas. That's right. So uh, this does come after this uh, big Russian ship case that Mm. everyone's heard about, which raised questions over the negligence of authorities there, as well as loopholes in the testing system uh, at seaports. Now, authorities will therefore test all crew members boarding and coming off the ship, especially when there are shift changes, because sometimes it will be hard to catch people who are changing, uh, uh, changing their shifts on and off the the ship itself. Now, officials will also board the ships themselves in order to avoid discrepancies and limitations to these electronic testing methods, which uh, have been kind of criticised because of their kind of limitations. Uh, And all people entering the country through ports will have to self-isolate for two weeks. Now, authorities will also try to actually minimise the actual number of sailors coming to land and trying to keep them on the ships. But if they do have to disembark, then authorities will be uh, keeping even closer tabs than they were through this contract, uh, contact tracing uh, using apps and so on. Right. Uh, travel has largely been uh, curtailed, at least for individuals like you and I going for uh, trips mm. or vacations. But really, trade, there has been an attempt to keep that flow going. Mm. But uh, when we have these kind of concerns with ships coming in and you have infections spreading, uh, obviously, uh, there are going to be some needs for some stringent measures. Uh, talking about stringent measures, uh, North Korea and the issue of uh, denuclearization and how to approach or engage with Pyongyang. Uh, the U.S. is going to send its nuclear envoy to 
South Korea soon and uh, perhaps try to get these stalled nuclear talks back on track. Yes, that's right. Uh, Stephen Began, so Washington's point man on North Korea, is reported to visit South Korea tomorrow. That will be the first visit in seven months. Uh, upon his arrival, he's expected to meet with his South Korean counterpart, Lee Do-hun, as well as other Seoul officials. Now, eyes, as you say, will be on whether he will propose reviving talks with the North at the moment. It does look a little bit different because North Korea seems unwilling. Um, Began is expected to also hold an informal press briefing while in South Korea. He is known to have said that he will be available for the press. Mm. Um, And he's reported to spend a few days in the country, I think three days before departing for Tokyo as well. But he's not expected to visit China during his swing through Asia. um, And obviously, we'll have to keep an eye on how this or how North Korea reacts to the visit as well. In your line of work, in my line of work, I, I can't even count the many times that uh, Began is supposed to meet with Lee Do-hoon, whether it's in Washington or in It in seems Beijing. to be the same repertoire every yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's some talk about what's going to be happening, what kind of yeah. statement they're going to be issued. A little bit of a change of a dynamic because uh, the national security team here in Korea has uh, had a big facelift, uh, so to that's speak, right. with the new unification minister, mm-hmm. Ian Young, with the new spy chief, uh, Park Ji-won. And so uh, perhaps that's going to augur some kind of a little bit of a, a different strategy going forward. Mm-hmm. We shall see. see. Uh, We're going to turn to something that is uh, quite important to all of us, which is health insurance. Uh, Those payments and a uh, stricter exemption criteria now uh, for people overseas. That's right. So those paying national health insurance premiums, which... uh I think will be all of us in yes. Korea, even foreigners alike, will be exempt from payments only if they stay abroad for more than three months. So that's an extended period. The new law, which was passed at a cabinet meeting earlier last week, takes effect uh, on Wednesday. Uh, currently, payment exemption applies from the month after departure until, re- until you return back to the country. So even if you leave on the 30 or 31st of the month, then basically the next day you'll be exempt from payment. So this has led to people who simply go on holiday within three months mm. to just simply not pay for their insurance fees. I don't think it's deliberate, but it just happens to be the case. So this essentially leaves the NHIS out of pocket because all these people uh, don't have to pay within three months. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people who are, uh, let's say... um, like ourselves who may be expats but have mm. lived abroad and mm. have come back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also this uh, back payment scheme where if you had lived here and then you yeah. get blown away and then you had to come back. And that caused yeah. a lot of k y o p o l s to maybe even just forego uh, being yeah. part of the scheme. But yeah. you do have to pay if you're in here and you expect to get some yes. kind of medical care. So yes. uh, there's something to medical, keep in mind. Medical costs without the insurance are 10 times more oh, yeah. expensive. Yeah. So it's and better so off just paying for it. Right, right. <laughs> Good advice there. Uh, This is also dealing um, somewhat with health, and this is also dealing with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. The uh, Korean mask rationing system, it's actually going to end later this week. Uh, There's been a lot of talk uh, over the past few months over the supply of masks. So there's going to be a lot of attention paid to uh, what measures the, the government is going to carry out to try to make sure everybody who needs a mask can get them. That's right. So the state-led mask rationing scheme, uh, as you said, originally set to end last month, in fact, uh, but it has been extended to July 11th. That's this Saturday. The government is reviewing whether to further extend this system or leave mask supply to the private sector. Now, the most likely measure is expanding the supply and 
purchase limitations as there are still concerns over sporadic cluster infections. Now, leaving the scheme also entirely to the private sector uh, could result in prices surging again because, mm. you know, some companies do like to get greedy yeah. every now and again. Uh, now, these thin KN-type masks that usually people buy Uh, before the pandemic would to block fine dust but now uh, this uh, hot weather that we're experiencing uh, the demand for it has drastically reduced and therefore those supplies will probably subsequently be reduced as well Mm. Uh, and more supplies of thinner and more breathable as well as cheaper uh, surgical and dental masks is more likely and the people are obviously opting more for those as well because uh, there has been some criticism that they're ugly but uh, they're But a lot of different vibrant colors as well can come out with yeah, those. Yeah, well. I, I mean, fashion is important, but uh, really, <laughs> uh, I think the, the key goal of that mask is to make sure that we uh, keep the, the spread mm. down. And uh, that should be the priority going forward. All right. Adam, as always, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, talk to you again next week. See you next week.